0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Trent Knox here with Austin Live and Local. We are going to be getting the show started very, very soon. This is live from the ATX featuring Alec
1: Stranger. Just give us a moment. We'll be right with you. All right, I want to do some housekeeping uh, before we bring Alex
0: onto the show. The live from the ATX podcast or show on the Austin Live and local channel has uh, been in hiatus for quite some time, almost potentially a year, I believe, uh, since the last episode. Um, was aired and then i i think that the the importance of bringing this this episode on is the fact that a lot of austinites are currently experiencing hardship and there is not a guest that i know who is advocating for more austinites at the ground level uh than alex Stranger. Um, I, I have been following him for about two years, I, th- I believe, uh, maybe a little bit longer, um, and sort of his activism as it, re- it pertains to, um, the Austin area and uh, greater Austin area. He's, um, a man with uh, a plan for sure. And, um, And I think that the, the way that he's approaching a lot of his, uh, ideas is, is, uh, has great, has a great foundation. And, um, he's, you know, from, he's from the East coast. He's I, I believe he's from New York. Um, I'm not sure exactly what borough I can't remember, but he, he came from, from New York and he, he now lives here. He's a pedicab driver as well as a political candidate for, for mayor. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that what he has to say, uh, you may disagree with some of his, his, his ideas, but you can understand that he comes from a solid, um, a solid, Foundational background of, of his ideas, and and he he he's in he's one of those people that likes to provide evidence and, and support to to why uh, he thinks that what he does um, is good for the people of Austin, the citizens and the community. Um, and so I highly respect it. Actually, um, I, I became aware of Alex uh, via the his run uh, along alongside or with or against or however you want he he wants to 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 portray this um with uh travis um um uh, I'm, I'm blanking right now i don't know why i'm blanking on this right now um but another candidate for mayor, um, that had been had been a guest of the show. Uh, if you go back, you can, you can look at that. Um, oh man, I'm gonna have to 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 say I apologize for 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 blanking on this one. But uh, give me a moment, and then I'll then I'll uh, I'll be back on, on page. Uh. <clears throat> so Travis Duncan he he had been on the show um and uh we um we talked about a lot of different politics and and, and some of the the stuff that's that's been going on here in Austin and what can be be done better, and I and I want to get through not only what um, what Austin is dealing with, um, but in addition talk about uh, what the the globe is dealing with or the world that we live in, and uh, in our nation. And I think that there are a lot of concerns, and I I think that Alex is a voice for the t- people um, of Austin and, and wants to provide a little bit more value back to Austinites. So we're going to be talking about a, a lot of different topics and um, and we'll get into that. This is going to be a video uh, webinar podcast, video podcast, live podcast, um, which will be available on anchor.fm, both on the Trent Knox uh, profile and the Austin Live and Local um podcast um so again shortly we will have alex Stranger on um if you have any questions and want to be at least uh if you want to to have a conversation we will be having the chat open and uh, we will be answering your questions as they they come in and uh feel free to 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 Leave a message in the chat, and um, we'll do a little bit of Q and A if there's t- time left over uh, to talk about um, talk about specific questions uh, you may have. So, um, this first couple of minutes, he said he he would be available by two ten. Um, so I think I let me see. There, we're still waiting on uh, it to to let him into the into the room. Uh, I might have uh, might have missed it. There we go. There we go. Okay, now we add him to the stream, and now now we're here. Uh, Let me transition. The overlay away and then we can get into the, into the into the show
2: let's get into the show what's up man
0: alex stringer nice to nice to first this is our first podcast uh uh together i know that
2: yeah.
0: um, i actually got to sit in uh when he was doing his podcast with the comic chaos and brian kern and i got to hear some of the things he was talking about on that show and um and, you know, it, it was it was thought provoking and uh, man, it was really cool to be there.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It means a lot.
0: So these are some uh, these are some tough times, I guess, for Austinites. And I, I wanted to get in in contact with you. I know uh, you're a super big advocate and you're 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 in the streets, uh, as they would say, um, you know, being a voice for the people, voice for ATX.
1: Uh-huh
2: of this disease and also to not get arrested or face a fine by the city of Austin. Right. So, you know, just do my part for the greater good of society. Glad, glad people are out there appreciating it.
0: Absolutely. So, um, so yeah maybe you wanna you wanna introduce yourself, tell your origin story kind of get get to let people get to know you on the on the show
2: yeah let's let's do that uh, so I moved here from New York about six and a half years ago. I drive a pedicab. <clears throat> I also substitute and do the um pub crawler like tour buses thing the the like pub crawler um party bikes and i um you know, I wrote a book, have some creative projects, made a couple rap songs, ran for mayor of Austin a couple years ago, um, do some jujitsu here and there, you know, so just try to keep myself busy. But, you know, this this virus has really, um, has really screwed me royally on every single economic opportunity that I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, every, this is mm-hmm. on every single economic angle. It has just screwed me royally. Like, before this happened, I had like three different sources of income
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i can't i can't utilize any of those sources because um the bars and restaurants are closed so the pub crawler and the the um, pedicabbing is done until yeah. at, until may 1st at the earliest but they're probably going to keep pushing that back knowing the city and mm-hmm. um i can't substitute teach anymore because all the schools are shut down and because i'm not a full-time teacher i don't get paid anything so it's just well guess what dude you're kind of, shit out of luck, man. out of
0: Yeah. And, um, I think that I, I I relate to that a lot, um, as being a small business owner and being somebody who is watching and, you know, some of the, the relief aid that's being trickled down economics, Reaganomics, um, for us, uh, to kind of, get get enough capital to spend back into our local markets i think that it's it's really tough for people like me who are transitioning and people like you who are transitioning from uh, independent contractor work uh employee-based work into a you know sustainable um a sustainable work working experience and i think that a lot of i don't think that we're alone in the, in in that in that in that uh in that experience um I, you know, I don't know particularly. The, I saw you vote. You, you know, you were you were reaching out to um, Steve Adler and I think Re- Governor Abbott about uh, the pedicabs, um, like uh, waiving registration and, and renewal fees. Yeah, and, and I, I,
2: I, I-, I mentioned like the council member, and I think that they're pushed. I think they're actually probably going to do that at some point, And they have pushed. They they kept like extending the deadlines for all the owners to do that, which is good. It's really important, and I'm glad they're doing that. Um, and it's going to help us out. That's going to help us out tremendously, but we need money. Like we need money. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know we're going to get the stimulus check. It's just a matter of when. Um, but I've applied for like unemployment with the workforce commission and I've applied multiple times and then yes. I got rejected the first time cause they didn't have my money on, on record. So I reapplied, sent in my credit card receipt, like payment records and my, um, letter from my boss and my 1099 from the pub crawler. So that's about $20,000 of income that now Mm -hmm. that they have, that they don't have. And look, with $20,000 a year, like within a year, it's probably not going to be like, you're not going to get like a ton of like unemployment benefits, but you might get a couple hundred bucks a week when you've lost out on that kind of money. And Mm -hmm. and it's shown that that's the busiest time of the year for you. So, I mean, I think that there's like, there's some hope in terms of like getting something hopefully. Right. But, I have no idea what's happening. I've just, I just said, fuck it. I'm going to just do favor until this is over with. At least I, I'll have some kind of, um, I'll, I'll be doing something financially while this is going on. And, you know, I also started my own, uh, news network while this is happening. Cause there's so much, you know, misinformation happening with, uh, mm-hmm. everything going on. So we started the, the real American news network. It's on Instagram at real American news. You know, uh, you don't need to fact check anything. We are entirely free from all corporate influences. And we, uh, you know, we we, we um, get all of our contributions from uh, independent viewership. So if anybody here is listening and would like to support, just please Venmo me at uh, Alexander-Stringer, and, you know, you can get some real honest reporting going on.
0: Yeah, and so that, that leads into, like, the first, I guess, topic that I want to discuss with you <laughs> is um, – is the fake versus real news? Um, I think that the conversation, especially with what uh, what happened, I guess, two nights ago with uh, WrestleMania, people are really trying to. Uh, what happened? Decipher- I don't even know what
2: happened in WrestleMania.
0: Well, I mean, there's this discussion about the the entertainment and the production behind uh, uh, about uh, behind professional wrestling and talking about how it's so um, it's so now parallel to our political system in the way that things are operating, where we have a president like Donald Trump constantly calling mainstream or lamestream or traditional media uh, fake fake news. news.
2: Yeah, but dude, he's right. He's right. Like mm-hmm. he, he's a hundred percent correct. I mean, look, I was never like a big um, like Trump supporter or like right wing Republican or any of that stuff. But mm-hmm. when it comes to that, he's a hundred percent correct. Like, look at what they did to Bernie Sanders, and look at how um, everybody all of a sudden just rallied around Joe Biden. And anytime mm-hmm. and everybody criticized Bernie Sanders, but anytime anybody criticized an establishment politician, they called them like hateful and sexist and bigots and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and um. They're using, even with this coronavirus, they're using footage from Italy and New York City, like when they were trying to show footage of like a New York City hospital, and they mm-hmm. used the exact same footage from a hospital in Italy. Right. And they put it on ABC in front of us, acting like we weren't going to know what's going on. And then um, it, there's like a British video where the, there's um, a British news video that goes into depth, to depth on all of this. And and it's like at the two i could send it to you afterwards but like at the two minute and 46 seconds seconds mark the mm-hmm. person that they're like operating on or the person that the, the patient that they're taking care of isn't even a patient it's a mannequin
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know and then people are complaining oh my god the hospitals are overwhelmed and they are overwhelmed i have friends who are emts and doctors and all that stuff right like you know in new york city and in new orleans where it's like really big and it's very serious and you shouldn't play around with this but then how are doctors able to spend time making tiktok videos if it's that serious like how are you like, you know, what are you doing? Like, how, how bad can it be if you have the time to literally make TikTok videos and put it out on, on ABC and have ABC replay it for the public? You know, if, you, if you're that busy and that overwhelmed, you shouldn't be making anything except for just you should be just doing your job.
0: Absolutely. And I agree with you 100 percent. And I think yeah. that, you know, for instance, I think and and. We probably, I'm probably going to get some pushback from this, uh, or some negative comments about this. Is you know, the mainstream media, whether you want to say it leans to the left, or or if you want to say that it, it, you know it's a radical to the left. Um, they they've made up a story, and I don't know if I, nobody's really covering this anymore, even even discussing this of the the journalists or the reporters out there that. You know, just make up stories about how some representative within the task force or within the White House started labeling the the uh, the coronavirus as the Kong flu, which was just a <laughs> double down, which was just a double down on the fact that Trump had defined geographically where the coronavirus originated.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like it is a. I mean, look, I, I get the the sentiment behind it because you have a lot of idiots out there who are going to like start attacking people um, mm-hmm. for absolutely no reason be- or attack attacking people because they look Asian and they're going to confuse mm-hmm. them with the country of China. You know, I understand there's a lot of hateful idiots. and You want to, like, minimize, minimize that, right? But mm-hmm. no matter what you do, right, or no matter what you say, this is a Chinese virus. Like, this virus came from China. And it spread Mm. because the Chinese government not only censored information, but they jailed doctors for exposing the truth about the virus. They encouraged mass gatherings all the way through, I think, like early January, while this disease was spreading. The World Health Organization initially said that humans cannot it cannot even be transmitted from human to human contact. You had mayors in Italy telling people to go out and hug Chinese nationals on Chinese New Year during the big like the biggest chinese new year celebration of the year and now italy mm-hmm. was a hotbed for COVID 19 you had mayor you had um de blasio and people who worked for de blasio telling people to go to chinatown and celebrate and that the contagiousness of this disease is misinformation like and this is on record of people mm-hmm. saying it um yes you have all of that stuff and you know china lied to its own people and china lied to all of these organizations about the disease and now hundreds of thousands of people are going to die because of the lie that China told. And now China's also, um, China's not, China's not only suppressing the amount of cases that are actually being put out there. Like they're lying. They're not only like lying about the number of cases. They're also, um, sending masks and sending, uh, PPE equipment that has the virus on them Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and nobody is saying anything. And then, um, and then Chinese mobile phone companies and Chinese tech companies and Chinese drones are being contracted by certain American cities for surveillance to help mm-hmm. surveil the American public. So yeah, this is 100% a Chinese virus, and I'm, this, is, this is something that I'm gonna I'm gonna stand behind. I might be a little bit more careful about how I phrase some of that stuff on Facebook because I have actual friends on Facebook. And I don't want to like alienate myself or my friends. And then there's also this other fact that um you might cause this opposite pro-China backlash by saying that too much. And that's actually really dangerous. You know, you might have like a bunch of liberal Democrats that are going to go out there and say, we love China. You know, China is being unfairly treated mm-hmm. by this. and There might be a pro-China backlash and we might mm-hmm. wind up more going in that direction of authoritarian Chinese communism. So I, the, the only re- reason I would, I would chill out with calling it that is because I don't, want it to, I don't want us to get to the point where, you know, it becomes bad to criticize China. You know, and I think that that's where we're headed,
0: right? Well, I think people. I, I mean, fortunately enough, I have kind of a, a direction that I want to go w- with asking these questions with you, and so we can build a foundation for some of our our, our opinions and what where we're where we're coming from with this, and then um, the audience can 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 search and research this information for themselves. Yeah. But my second question, I guess, for you is. How do you differentiate between conspiracy and early developments? What do you mean? So I've, i I think that the, maybe the next thing, and I'm going to switch these two subjects around and this will kind of build the foundation for it is that a lot of people want to contribute some of this, uh, some of this, uh, the, the virus or whatever you want to do to the advancement of 5g technology.
2: Oh, and I don't know. Fact- okay. I so see, so it's a, this is really a fi- This is really people dying from 5g and this virus is made up. And it's really just the effect of 5G?
0: Uh, some people have, have, have said that. Um, I, yeah, I'm but not- we don't even
2: a- have a- 5G yet. We don't even fully have 5G in the US. I think what this could be, honestly, is that it could be a way to get 5G. And they could be using while people are locked down as a way to construct the 5G towers. But, I mean, we're still a lot. Look, I, I'd, I'd understand that perspective. And there's, there could be some truth to that. And I think 5G has a lot of really bad and poisonous effects. And you have FCC mm-hmm. professionals and health professionals talking about how how it can be extremely dangerous.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But we're not, like, bolted down and shut inside of our homes. You know, like, we're allowed to – like, even mm-hmm. though we're locked down, I'm still allowed to go, like, ride my bike and go fishing and go run and go go to the grocery store and go drive around and do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen any, like, construction of 5G towers while this is happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you? Uh, I I think that
0: five G five G technology is, is more of like a mesh mesh system, in which it takes a much smaller node to be installed. Um, some of the nodes can be the size of a a, a street lamp. You yeah, know, but you
2: also got um, But you also need towers and, and facilities every couple hundred yards because of five G.
0: Well, with the acquisition of Sprint. And the merger of T-Mobile in the United States—that's—that's uh, that's, basically that's exactly what they're having the conversation about. Is that the expansion of five G is very real, and it is. We in America have the most—we have the technological advancements to, to 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 put what may be called five G out. But obviously, Korea um, is much much further advanced uh, by geographical size uh in the 5g category obviously we can't take 5g directly to the rural areas uh, as as fast as i think a lot of people would like um but anyway the next the, i guess the the next thing I and i want to me go,
2: and you i don't even know that i want like after this is over with i don't even know how much longer i even want to have a cell phone for if you really want to know my honest opinion you know
0: yeah can you dive into that a little bit more like what 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 is some of the the reasoning behind that? What are some of your reasons?
2: Because the technology that we're taking for granted is just becoming more and more invasive by the minute. You know, like mm-hmm. The government right now is listening to our conversation. And, and that's not like some crazy mm-hmm. conspiracy that if you said that 10, 15 years ago, people would look at you like you were a total lunatic, right? But that's mm-hmm. an established fact. The government's listening. Um, companies are installing software to make sure people are actually social distancing. Now, it hasn't rolled out to the US because we're still... a a democratic republic you know and we believe in the constitution even though i don't know how long that's going to last for but that Mm -hmm. stuff hasn't rolled out into the u.s but it's rolled into other countries where people can like track your moves and tech companies are using apps to make sure you're like social distancing properly and you know all that stuff it's just it's super like 1984 invasiveness and Mm -hmm. i'm getting extremely i'm getting more and more uncomfortable with all that stuff so i think that um I made a resolution to myself too that by like mid March if I don't get like rich and famous by the time through any of my creative projects within like a year from now, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get off social media completely I'm just gonna get off of it. there's no point to have it
0: so in the form of communication, how do you think you'll still be able to uh communicate your messaging?
2: I don't know I mean I'll, I'll still have, maybe I'll still have a phone, but I'm gonna get rid of like my social media platforms and slowly and gradually like um. I weed myself off a lot of the technology that's happening. Like I, I have an mm-hmm. old car, you know, I don't, I have a, an 86 Chevy El Camino. So my car has mm-hmm. no like tracking or any of that stuff. Right. So if I want, if I wanted to, like, I, I theoretically, if I didn't have my phone, I could just leave and nobody would know where the hell I am at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to,
0: I, I mean, this is, you know, I guess the next yeah. thing I, I've listed, this is the third thing, depending upon like where, where your mindset, what mindset is at. Um, Are you familiar with project Bluebeam?
2: Oh, the fake alien invasion with the uh, one world government yeah, <laughs> I, so, I, that,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so I would I would actually like to base it more on reality and that this project Bluebeam was more directly connected to 5g and with the severe surveillance uh, I guess com- surveillance government that you're talking about with the the implementation of what China has implemented and seeing that uh, in the United States.
2: I mean, I think that the, the coronavirus is more a Project Bluebeam thing. You have people in the UN actually sitting down and talking about a temporary one world government um, mm-hmm. while this is happening to create a blueprint for how everyone can handle this. And it's just, well, let's make a crisis and make a pandemic so that this can come to fruition. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you my honest opinion that I think that these pen pand- this is not the first time we're going to have this, that these pandemics are going to be a regular occurrence for the next, within the next decade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I really think so. Um, and it's because they are this is a way to destroy the, um, the society that we have right now and usher in the a new world order as a result of it. I really think that this is what's this is what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. because look, we're already like, this is going to decimate so many small businesses and it's going to decimate so many people economically and all the mm-hmm. big, the big companies and the big tech firms and the, the pharma companies and the ba- the big banks and all those, their, their stocks are probably going to skyrocket as a result of that. Right. So if you have mm-hmm. money and you're, and you've been smart about this, you should be, you should be investing in um, a lot of the big blue chip companies right now. Cause everything right now is a total bargain and a total deal. And you should probably mm-hmm. also buy some crypto, maybe buy some ripple. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm not an expert on this, but, after talking, mm-hmm. I, I bought like hundred fifty dollars worth of Ripple because I'm just like, look, mm-hmm. um, they're regulated by they're, they're going to be regulated by the Treasury Department. Steve Mnuchin said a lot of good things about them. Um, uh, ultimately, the dollar is probably going to fail, and you need a digital currency that anybody can use, and Ripple could be that currency. Um, and they also have all the they also do all these having having events or whatnot with with these with these currencies, and there's one coming up soon and. Every every time they have, they do a have the price always skyrockets. So, you know, mm-hmm. why not just see what happens and put some money into that? But I think that um, I think that what's what's going to happen is that you're going to have a lot of um, small businesses, and a lot of a lot of everyday average Americans are going to be totally decimated from this, and people are going to lose their homes, and people are going to get evicted, and even if they do a rental forgiveness, unless they like freeze mortgages and taxes, which they're not going to do. But unless they do that, um, the owners of these buildings who have landlo- who have tenants are, are going to get evicted anyway. And then who's going to buy up everything? It's going to be some multinational um, real estate development firm or some Chinese investors that are just going to build a bunch of high-rise tower-like buildings. And mm-hmm. it- it'll ultimately, you know, may- maybe not this cycle. We'll, we'll, I think we'll recover from this. But if, if if we have a couple more of these in the next decade, that whole Agenda 21 thing, where everybody has to live in the urban core, um, and they'll and they'll create "quote unquote" affordable housing models, but it's just going to be really, really cramped up in super dense areas for people to mm-hmm. live in. They're going to make people more and more desperate in um, in order to live in these types of cramped, shitty living conditions. So I think that this is um, this is how I think they're going to implement a lot of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Agree. You know what I
2: mean? Does that make sense? Like that. That's Absolutely.
0: What I, think, like. I mean, I think that I think a, a thing that maybe we should highlight is I, there's a lot of people in the IDW. I'm sure you're familiar with this talking about, and that's the intellectual dark web talking about, um, about the big nap and that, you know, we've been uh, on autopilot or droning, you know, with the routines that we've been, that we've been, you know, experiencing since the 1920s, maybe, uh, a little bit after the Great Depression, um, in that we go to work, we get off work, go to sleep, go to work, go to sleep, go to work, go to sleep. And a lot of a lot of people don't have the the uh the time to contemplate the the government or or big thought or or any sort of um any sort of diversity in their in, in their lifestyle.
2: Yeah nobody has any time to think about anything. Mm-hmm. And people still don't, even though they pretend to. And I think, like, what I've, what, what's, what's kind of scary is that the um, radical left is the most vulnerable to, to being victims of this.
0: That's what we were talking about. Before. Yeah,
2: and I'm not, I'm not talking about like the neoliberal, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden's Beto, or like those guys because I don't think those guys are even left. I think those guys are, um, those guys. Are, 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 I think most of like I think the, the candidates or the, the the big backers of those guys are right-wing authoritarians who um use like social justice and whatnot as like a crutch to hide their authoritarian tendencies mm-hmm. that's what I think a lot of these guys are right like the Bill Gates and the George Soros and the the Hillary Clintons and like the Michael Bloomberg's though those are like those are authoritarians those are those are th- mm-hmm. that's not left that, that is, That's probably those guys are actually probably more right wing, to be honest, than like the Donald Trump's and the Pence's and the Republican governors. Mm -hmm. Because I think today's conservatism is is becoming more like libertarianism, if you want my honest opinion, than it was 10 or 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Today's conservatism is, is basically a survival of the fittest, strong survive. You get you get what's yours. And if you can't make it, then too bad, dude. Sucks to be you, bro. You know, there's mm-hmm. just a cal- like there's just callousness, like there's just a callous sense of competition. But at least you know what you're getting into. And it's this this is your freedom. This is your choice. Nobody cares. Just get your sh- we just want. Our production to rise, but there's transparency about that, you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Absolutely. Where, where, whereas whereas like the um, the, neo- the neoliberals want that, but they only want it for themselves and they will use like social justice and homelessness and like um, a plethora of like and like gun control and a plethora of like social issues to mm-hmm. create a sense of um, to just create like disillusionment within America and just create create like a society where people don't want to work harder don't want to like you create a, a demotive.
0: Alex uh, you got muted uh, let me see if I can unmute you uh, Alex on your screen there's a there's a microphone you can uh, unmute there we go oh,
2: okay yeah so basically w- w- what happens is these um these people they, they create disillusionment amongst they'll create disillusionment amongst a lot of people and most and most people mm-hmm. are going to be like young people and when you create this disillusionment people don't think instead of thinking hey man how can i benefit from this right or how can i advance my position in life and how can i um how can I become someone who owns a house? Or how can I become someone who has a stock mm-hmm. portfolio? Or how can I become someone who has hundreds of thousands of dollars? Or how can I be a millionaire? How can I accomplish X, Y, and Z? They say, oh, this the oppressive, patriarchal capitalist system is preventing you from doing it. And then you don't take advantage of it. And then you create a whole generation of people through this subliminal thought process who don't take advantage of the system that's happening and then the only people that take advantage of the system just wind up cornering and preying on the people that they pretend like they're helping.
0: Uh, yeah, I can agree with I can agree with that because I, I think that another way to word it, um, and maybe you wouldn't agree with this, is that they create the rules but they don't follow them.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at least like at least the conservatives, mm-hmm. there. I mean, there there are a lot of mainstream conservatives that I like hate, right? But True. they um. At least you know they're following the rules because they don't really have very many rules.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like some of the, their their stuff is a little silly where it's like um, maybe some of the social stuff they're still a little backwards on. But like mm-hmm. they're actually honestly getting better about that anyway. You know, but yeah, that, that's, that's, that's really it. Or like the fact that the um, they give the oil companies too much of a pass. Mm-hmm. And they um, their decision makings are decided based on what the oil companies want to do. Mm-hmm. Versus like, People's actual property rights and whatnot, you know, I think that's the big criticism I have. But the, the Democrats do the same thing. But instead of oil companies, it's big tech and the pharma and the pharma companies and the foreign governments like China that are selling at that are that they're selling us out to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, And I think that's a lot more. I think that being more beholden to the big tech industry is a lot more dangerous than being beholden to big oil because big tech can destroy the dollar and destroy countries as you know it because you can consolidate Mm -hmm. markets and and whatnot and then all of a sudden everyone Mm -hmm. has to have a central currency and when you have a central currency you centralize power amongst a very small elite group of people and all that Mm -hmm. stuff is winds up coming true so it's um and then they're smart because they're using climate change they're weaponizing climate change too because they're like well shit Mm -hmm. you better vote democrat because then we're not going to have a planet but little do they know little do we know that You're not going to be on this planet anyway when a group of wealthy technocratic elites get in charge and they use diseases, viruses, and bioweapons to depopulate planet earth regardless. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be here anyway.
0: Yeah. So I I think it um, I'm going to switch these around too. Um, I don't know if you've been following this, uh, stream of consciousness. Um, maybe people will call it a conspiracy that, that Trump, um, you know wasn't it wasn't part of the plan and that um with trump in in office his his national pro, um his the nationalism or or uh, moderatism or however you you perceive trump in in your reality he has decided to kind of focus on dissolving what would be the united corporations of america which is kind of what i i feel that, that you know it's kind of a balance right now um what he's been what he what where he where he's been caught up is not using not being the question whether he did things on a on a timeline that uh that people would agree with I mean, his, I, I, his, I, I,
2: his with his methodology i think that he did yeah. some things that, are, that were good i think like the partial travel ban from china was good i think um Blocking travel from Europe was also extremely important. But dude, you mm-hmm. fired your entire pandemic response team like three, two, three years ago. That's a colossal. Mm-hmm. That is a colossal fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's a colossal fuck up. Well, has there also been any be a, oversight? There could, also be, there could also be a theory. I, I doubt it, but there, there could also be a theory that maybe this disease gets put into play as an act of vengeance.
0: Mm. Or, or, or. There could also be a theory that that pan- that pandemic panel or, or 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 room was was advocating for an issue like this, and that he saw that there was some dissonance in that in that in that that group, and didn't feel like they were a- attuned to uh, to defend against defend the United States of America in the event that there was a pandemic.
2: I think a lot of the people that. Donald Trump has on staff don't seem to care about the what is in the best interest of America. Like I know that Dr. Mm-hmm. Fauci has worked with like ha, is as a big supporter of Hillary, and he's like a big um, he's on a lot of Bill Gates's board. He's on a he's on a lot of like Bill Gates's boards, and I know he gets a lot of money from the World Health Organization, which is bought off by China as well as like mm-hmm. George Soros. So I don't know that I fully, I mean, I, I think that D- Anthony Fauci is like super intelligent and knows what he's talking about, and you should listen to him. Uh, in terms mm-hmm. of like the efficacy and how much the disease spreads. But Mm -hmm. when he's saying, "Hey man, we gotta close businesses for months and months and months," that's bad, dude. And then when Donald Trump Mm -hmm. says we're opening up by April, you know what that? You know what that really means? Because we shouldn't reopen by April. This is a very serious pandemic, right?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. We we need to keep this closed for a little bit. But if we start opening by like May first, by May, maybe Mm -hmm. even June, we'll be okay. We'll get through this. I'll get through this. You know, I've I've, Mm -hmm. like I'll be okay. so I think if we start reopening stuff by May or June and you just start easing the social distancing requirements, I think mm-hmm. that things will start getting better. Um, even though it's not going to fully get back to normal until we um, either A, have enough immunity or B, um, r- get a vaccine for it. But even with the vaccine, mm-hmm. I don't think people should be forced to take it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that plays into the I mean, you mentioned earlier uh, Bill Gates. And um I'm not too familiar I'm not too sure if you're familiar with uh, the implementation of ID 2020.
2: yeah I mean I, I know the base the, the gist of it and is basically um, you're using giving people a digital ID to um, help a keep track of people and it's more designed for people in like poor countries and third world areas and homeless people who don't otherwise have an ID mm-hmm. or a paper ID so you're giving them documentation through blockchain technology, which is I think what what's on paper right now. But it could easily mm-hmm. be used to give everybody. A, it, it could be used for a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I you know they're they're putting out propaganda video, at least in Asian countries, where this sort of technology is being implemented already. Um, I don't know if it's if that's true or not, because obviously I'm not at the, on the ground level. But, but
2: nobody's getting like chipped or anything. We're not. We're not there where we're getting like RFID chipped um, mandatorily. But I went to a con. I was uh petty um, people I are voluntarily that, getting RFID chips implanted in them right now.
0: Yeah, I do understand that to be the case, and I also saw, but I, I saw MSNBC a video of MSNBC promoting uh, videos of Asian people utilizing RFID chips implanted in their wrist. In com- in in tandem with the uh, virtual reality uh, social credit system,
2: were were they hyping it up like it was a good thing, or were they just kind of reporting on it objectively? I mean,
0: they it was just video video footage, uh, basically, you know, video a uh, b roll um, showcasing the technology.
2: Well, we already have a social credit system. I mean, there are I mean, we do. there are algorithms on Facebook and Instagram that um, dictate. The visibility of what you post, based on what you decide to post, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, um, if you post stuff about how much you like, um, if if you post stuff about how much you're social distancing and how much you're staying at home, and you're posting mm-hmm. virtual like dates on Zoom and all that stuff, or talk about how much you miss Obama, you're probably going to get a higher al- algorithm, and you're going to show up higher on the queue than if you post anti-vaccine stuff and conspiracies about Bill Gates or share things from Alex Jones. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why I don't have more Instagram followers than I do, because I have a better Instagram and a better social media page than probably like 80 to 90 percent of people out there with tens of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, i that's a fact. Like, you see my Instagram, right? I have a phenomenal Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like I I have a fan. And when I was doing my mayor campaign, my Instagram, my social media was like was fucking fire. It was it was great. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the only reason I nothing was happening is because of the fact that it was that there's an algorithm that's not letting me um, get to where I I deserve to be getting. And then my rap songs are like are are extremely well received. and They're really good rap songs. And but, you know, if I don't rap about like um, selling drugs and killing people or being a drug addict or sucking dick or something in the club, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to. It's not going to get priority showing or priority views
0: absolutely uh, yeah absolutely um and that kind of leads in i guess to well actually i want to go back and talk about this a little bit do you think that any of this dysphoria is created because of this uh of cern's application of some of the hydron collider stuff and and at, a, at an atomic level we're, we're dealing with some sort of uh dimensional shift or any anything like that i mean that might be going too deep
2: Dude, but... i have no idea i honestly have no idea <laughs>
0: oh, that's good uh, I then I guess I'll bring no, it back. No bring idea. it back to earth a little bit more. And this is more directly related to the the issue that you're dealing with with being a substitute teacher, and um, and the current education system is, um, there at least in the IDW they they've been been uh, talking a lot lately. Um, Eric Weinstein has been talking about multi level uh, education marketing, and essentially that the that the the current education system that we have that's imposed upon us um, even you know maybe not higher education you have a choice but from from uh, from grade school uh, and before or previous uh, education levels that that unless you spend money you don't receive a proper education and then once you get to the higher higher education level um, everything is behind a paywall anyway so, what's the purpose of education at all?
2: Yeah, you could learn more on YouTube and learn more. I mean, you you could learn more on YouTube and at a at a public library than you ever will in a in a high school or college classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that that's a fact. I on you know Bernie Sanders talks about free college and what like free public college, and mm-hmm. I get the sentiment right because student debt is a horrible thing. And when I substitute teach, I tell my students not to take out loans for college if I teach high school, which is mostly mm-hmm. what I teach anyway. But I always go into that if there's like no lesson plan or if I'm bored or whatever. I'm like, hey. Just so want to let you guys know, don't take out a loan for college. Here's why: you'll never pay mm-hmm. it back, and you'll be broke for the rest of your life, dependent upon people who don't have your best interest at heart. That's a fact, all mm-hmm. right. Um, so don't don't take out those loans. But um, what I'm saying is that you you should you theoretically could learn more on you can learn more researching material on your own than you could ever in a classroom setting. So I think that you know if you mm-hmm. really want to. Um, reduce the, the cost of college or uh, get rid of the student debt problem instead of um, instead of just saying, Hey, everything's free and you people have to pay more taxes as a result of compensating for this. Right. Mm-hmm. You just businesses should just waive the requirements of having a college degree and just hire you based on you being able to pass an aptitude test and actually knowing what you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because mm-hmm. I mean, I like, I theoretically, could um look man i i could do a better job like i have a a ba in psych right but i could be just as good of a therapist as somebody with a master's degree Mm -hmm. you know you know what i mean like i could be just as good as helping somebody get through their problems as someone with a master's degree um Mm -hmm. a barber or a hairstylist or a personal trainer could be just as good when i used to be a personal trainer and i served kind of as a surrogate therapist to a lot of clients because they would tell me a whole bunch of shit they wouldn't tell anybody
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know what i mean and um I wanted to be a school teacher like when I first moved here. I wanted to teach like elementary school and it didn't it didn't work out probably because of the book I wrote, but nobody ever told me why or whatnot, right? But um I could have done a better job. Like I didn't I'll put it to you this way. I don't think I need to spend four years in in a university racking up tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to get a master's in order to teach a five-year-old how to read and write his name.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's not necessary. And that's people who think that way are, are just brainwashed. And even when it comes to giving financial advice, I could give – like, I don't think I need to go to school for four to six years to help a professional athlete manage their money and not go broke, right? But you have people who have, like, master's degrees. And granted, they probably know a lot more, and i would, I would rather ask them financial questions than myself financial questions. But mm-hmm. if somebody, you know, but if like somebody who had a lot of money was like, "Hey, um I need to create an investment account for what I'm doing." I probably um could help somebody create an investment account right now just based on the the basic knowledge that I have about how the financial system works. All mm-hmm. right? And Inve- you know, um you have especially if somebody has a lot of money. Oh, you have a ton of money. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to put um You're going to put like a third of your money in like high dividend paying mutual, you know, high performance mutual funds. You're going to put another, um, you know, you're going to put another like 40%. um, You're going to put another 40% of your money in um, big companies that pay high dividend in big companies, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you're going to put another like 20% of your money in in real estate. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, there you go. You that's that's how that's how we solve it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There you go. There you go. You don't need you don't need an advanced college degree to tell somebody that, right?
0: No, you don't. Um I think that and especially since college degrees are to a certain extent um not um they're not appreciated or they're not accepted as much as these certificates that someone would get from technical training on a particular uh,
2: subject. And also, also, it's been – it's a well-established fact that, um, that communist ch- – that China has infiltrated a lot of our education systems to demoralize young people into hating the American public.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like China's infiltrated the um, American educational system to steal intellectual property, to – get scientific secrets to pay professors to um but to, we're, when, to, when you to, say to when they, you say ch- make weapons in the in their own laboratories using uh, through their facilities which is what happened with that harvard scientist he was he, this mm-hmm. that's kind of how the coronavirus even started because this guy named charles lieber was paid off by china to set up a research lab in near wuhan and mm-hmm they used all of the stu- all of his gatherings were still being used from harvard and they will they'll um they'll send nationals and exchange students to steal data and steal ideas from professors mm-hmm. I,
1: so, I
0: mean, I, but i think it's i think it's um it's it should be noted as well that china is just uh by analytics the 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 country that contributes most to intellectual theft whereas yeah. there are a a ton of other countries that also have um, for the better, for for um, the sake of a better, less term governments or, or um, authorities that are attempting to, to bring down the, the United States uh, as a country. It's yeah. China just has to put the most money into it.
2: I think China is the only country that is capable of actually exercising that threat and doing it. Mm hmm. Look, look at what's happening right now this is a serious threat to the sanctity of the u.s like this is this is very bad and on, mm-hmm. and honestly I, I think that um you, we got a president who is who has definitely fucked up a lot in the past and there's lots of I was not feeling Trump about and, and especially when it comes to the environment it's, it's very scary like his his approach to a lot of that stuff but mm-hmm. we got a president who loves America and right now that's what we need like we need a president and a leader who loves America mm-hmm you know, like there's no questions about that. We need someone who's going to keep the economy and business going at all costs. Because if not, then we're not going to be able to live our comfortable suburban lives anymore. We're That, that Agenda 2030 stuff is going to happen. And you got to avoid that as much as possible. Remember, it was called Agenda 21 before Trump got elected. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Agenda 2030 was once Agenda 21, and they pushed it back to 2030 because of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things this this virus has made me a reluctant um, yet vocal Trump supporter as a result of this.
0: Right. And I think um, I mean, we're coming up on an hour. I don't know how much time you have to, to continue talking about this, but I think, you know, I had one last subject that I wanted to I wanted to talk about. And it, and it really does bring it back to to Austin. In a way, because some some moves have been made over time to to shift the way that uh, the U.S. government is is operated and uh, has established, you know, the Central Texas area as a predominant um, satellite of the U.S. government, and it, it, I I think the last the last thing I want to talk about was. Trump talks about we're at war with an invisible enemy. And I think he, I think we both know that we're being, there is a, there is somebody that we are, there's something or somebody that we are fighting, whether it's an idea or it's a, uh, a country. And.
2: No, with, it's an have, It's a, it's a cabal and it's a, it's a cabal of small interest groups that mm-hmm. want to destroy the United States and destroy what we're founded on and get rid of our national sovereignty and, if you devalue the dollar and you create a global currency, that's a start, because then the president and the the Fed and all these these organizations have no power, and then you have to um, re-centralize who who's in power. And mm-hmm. also, um, when you get rid of the dollar and you create a digital currency, people have less mobility and less freedoms, and everything mm-hmm. becomes tracked. So that's the invisible enemy.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. I guess. I guess the the the, in, the the last question was what does our military have h- how infiltrated is the military I know personally from my experience that I don't agree with a lot of the way that the military is operated and I think that you know there is definitely brainwashing uh that happens in um in boot camp a, a-, a- <clears throat> AOTC and uh and um as as someone is introduced into a, a system that is de- designed to protect the special interests of corporations uh and, and and you i i see people you know online being truth warriors or you know people who follow the Alex Jones show people who follow the Trump Sam Tripoli show people Dude, who I got follow a I
2: to perform a Sam Tripoli That's amazing. Did you, did you know that I got a chance to open up for him with my rap songs? I didn't know that. Yeah, I opened up for Sam and Eddie with Tinfoil Hat Comedy because I've made, oh, I've made okay. some rap songs about conspiracy. I made a rap song. I made a super woke rap song about all the conspiracies, just like enrolled in the one. I made a uh, song about Jeffrey Epstein. Mm.
0: I, I didn't uh, know that you opened up for them. I, 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 I wanted up. to attend, but I did not get to get the chance to go.
2: I opened up for them in Austin. I opened up again for them in Dallas, um, and they wanted me to go to Oklahoma the next day, but just travel stuff and all the logistics kind of got, got fucked with a little bit, so it didn't really work out the way I would have liked to because mm-hmm. I, I was with a buddy, and he had to drive back, and I couldn't find a car to rent. Plus, I'm not gonna lie. I was fucking exhausted because we got like fuck. We got super fucked up afterwards, and I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit! How am I gonna like?" I have a whole new respect for musicians and performers being able to do this shit back to back to back, being on the road. It was no joke, dude. It was fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have opened up for them, and I um, they put me in their stories sometimes. Like Tinfoil Hat puts me in their stories. Like when I when I play my rap songs and stuff like that, they'll share my story sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think you know what what do you think about the the military and and I see videos of uh, of large amounts of you know uh, the military-industrial complex being moved to California being moved to New York and the the execution of, of whether that's the US Army Marines Navy I don't Air, know. Air Force
2: I, w- I like, was never in the military at all so I don't really know as much about it as I would like I know that I had friends mm-hmm. who were like who were in Iraq and in Afghanistan and whatnot. And um, they were always like, basically every time they were like, they were about to get to like an important, an important target that they had to get, had to, mm-hmm. that they were trying to hit. They'd always be rerouted away from that. It was like, almost like they didn't want that person to die. They just wanted to keep us in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they were
2: chasing ghosts. Like I've heard stories like that, that a lot of veterans would be really close to getting what they wanted. And then they'd be ordered to just go do something else. when they were like really close to getting what they want. we supposed to get you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and it it was just mm-hmm. literally designed to um, keep keep us there and mm-hmm. create its stability. I know that John Kerry has gone on record talking about the need the need to arm ISIS, and there was a phone call recorded uh, from like part of the problem clips about that. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. dude, these are the enti- these entities and these people that are telling that are trying to arm ISIS are the same people that are telling you that you need to stay home. So it's like. It's like the boy, the whole thing with the media. It's like it's like the boy who cried wolf, you know. Like you're you're only mm-hmm. gonna believe all this shit so many times before you just like tune out and just see through the bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think that the the tough part is, you know, the people who say don't worry, don't talk about it, this, that, and the third, and then the other end of the spectrum that people are saying like, be informed, be um, be aware, uh, be in tune, be a part of. Uh, the human experience, and you know this experience that we're all—I think this is not I a human most
2: experience. Though this is a dehuman. When people are like, oh yeah, go get on Zoom and go bring people together. This is not. This is not how to bring people together. Um, mm-hmm. th- this is a dehumanizing experience when you have to stay at home and you're not interacting with other humans. You are becoming less of a human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is
2: a I dehumanizing mean, <clears throat> experience right now. For for and, for my
0: experience, um, you know prior to to all the uh, implementations of the rules and the le- regulations and whatnot, I'd flown to LA and I was trying, I was pursuing um, a career in esports, uh, And then I went to Houston and I, and, and then after the Houston experience, it was like, it was, it was, it was a lockdown. It was that the opportunity for doing in-person networking and building, you know, uh, a real human connection had been uh, disconnected.
2: It's going to come back, though, and it's going to come back stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't. And plus, here's the thing, too, man, like, um, well, I, I think that there are a lot of globalist entities that want to destroy the country and especially they want to destroy it during this election, because a Biden presidency means this new world order stuff happens a lot faster that, that we all know that. Right. hmm. And I even think with the Bernie presidency, it would the, the Bernie presidency might slow it down also because I think that Bernie actually has good ideas and he's well intentioned. The problem is that his supporters are like are all victims. hmm. You know what I mean? Or a lot of them are. There's some that are not, right? Like, I know some that are, like, fucking awesome people and they're, like, they have the, um... Their attitudes are, like, similar to you and me and they are probably also a lot smarter than I am and could, you know, easily out-debate me in a policy debate about what's best for the country and whatnot, right? And those Mm -hmm. are obviously the outliers. And these are the people that you Mm -hmm. honestly want in government. So if those people said, hey, we're all running for office, I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I hope you get in, you know? Mm -hmm. I would love for those people to get in. But the majority, the large majority are just disen are is are just people who are just disenfranchised are disenfranchised people who think that if you're rich, you hate poor people, or if you're middle-class, you hate poor people. And they, they mm-hmm. just don't understand why they like who they like, why they like their guy. And, um, you know, they'll, they're very easy to fall into this echo chamber of what they hear on mainstream media and the internet and, mm-hmm. you know, like, but, um, what I was going to say is that our, not all of our city councils like that, right? like, I know that like Jimmy Flanagan and um, well, Jimmy Flanagan, especially that guy loves to go out and get drunk and get turned up like on rain and hit up all the gay clubs and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I know for a fact that this guy doesn't want the bars to close. He wants, he wants shit to get back to normal. He doesn't want to like stay inside, not getting strange dick and whatnot from rain. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that guy wants to reopen shit. So I feel, I feel like if you talk to um, somebody like a Jimmy Flanagan or a Greg Casaro who's like still in his twenties and he wants to go out, I've seen him at be- like before and seen him downtown. Um, you want these, these guys want to go out and get drunk and have a good time. They're, they're not trying mm-hmm. to like stay cooped up in their house when they're young and they're just city council members. Like they want to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know I mean, try to talk to them and reach out and see what, what's going on and what they're doing. I think it's a better, is a good, is it, it, a way to just counteract just the yelling and the divisiveness, because I think there are people out there who are still doing their best. And I, I like, I'm, I'm going to send an email to Jimmy and just be like, Hey, what's going on? This is what happened with my unemployment. How can I fix this? What can I do? Also, um, Please help me like what uh, please just let me know what what we could do about the bar, like reopening the bars. You know, like you're worried about hospitals. Every single school in Austin is closed. Why can't we use the schools to create makeshift hospitals or the stadiums that are and the event centers that are being unused? Why? You know, what if we opened up the bars starting May 1st, but we just um, kept the hotels closed until July? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we could do that. Right. Like there, there are ways that we can do this. And so, yeah, the approach if they're like, well, it's not fair to their business. I'm like, what about our business? You didn't give a shit about us. Right. So then 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 you then you see the cover and the cover really means it's we only care about large businesses and not smaller ones. And if that's the case, well, fuck it. You're being selfish, too. Don't call me selfish because I want to go out and go to work because you're being selfish by not sacrificing your needs for the greater Mm -hmm. good.
0: Yeah. So on, I, I am. I am 100% agree yeah, with
2: that. Yeah. So, so then I, I think that hopefully we'll get back to, I think we're going to get back to work probably by June. I think June's probably the goal where everyone's going to start getting back to work. I think that in like New York and the coastal areas, they're going to get back to work a little sooner because they already had their big wave. And when everybody gets a big wave, m- there's enough immunity where people ha- can just go back. Cause they're like, Oh, we already got this disease anywhere. We're, we're recovered.
0: I think, um, you know, from an individual perspective, politicians uh perspective they can only you know digest so much at the at the uh, the level of power that they have and then it depends what agencies they're most interested in And, and i don't you know necessarily know that the mayor or or the um lieutenant general governor or the governor um are particularly concerned about Texas Workforce Commission or the capital rural areas. No, they and, don't care,
2: but they do care about the bars in Austin because the bars in Austin make a significant amount of uh, get us are a big reason why Texas is where it's at. You know, like the bars in yeah. the oil industry are, are huge, and the hotel industry are extremely um, powerful economic entities here. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't want to keep the bars closed. like Austin's like, the bars and the party scene in Austin there is like the big reason why people go to Austin in the first place. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, you know what I yeah. mean.
2: Like you go to Austin to party, so they want they want economic activity to resume, right? Like they, they they want the shit to get back to normal. They want money in their pockets, you know.
0: But but I think unironically, at least this this um this sentiment doesn't reach to where I live. I live in Georgetown. Um, this this sentiment doesn't reach up this way. But the tab tabc, uh, I feel like government is looking to deregulate tabc you know so it'll be there will be a clearer path to opening up those bars uh because you can already see by the deregulation of delivery of alcohol you know um it's keeping them afloat yeah that's that's exactly what i was gonna say
2: it's keeping them afloat it's good but it's like this would not happen if we had a a democratic governor i don't think and then here's another thing too man this is what i think we well i got two more things i want to talk about right um mm-hmm. so um i want to talk about like bill gates and bill gates so once he left microsoft he started buying up and acquiring large equities and large amounts of shares in the pharmaceutical industry
1: mm-hmm.
2: right and um bill gates also has a lot of stake in our media we we know that right and he has mm-hmm. a lot of influence in terms of what he's like what he see. he's like i've been talking to governments all over the world right and this and bill gates knows a lot about what's going on um he, he has a lot of input, and he has and he has a lot of, of say in terms of what gets done throughout the world from a policy standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and that th- that's a fact, you know? Uh, and the fact that Donald Trump is letting the states make their own decision actually is a big testament to him because that's literally the least authoritarian thing you could do. When everyone was worried about this guy being an authoritarian, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally the opposite of authoritarianism is letting the states do what they want to do about it, handling it how they want to handle it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like the opposite of authoritarianism but then meanwhile you have these quote-unquote liberals are like calling the cops of people for having gatherings at their houses and like that is nazi that is the most nazi germany shit you could do mm-hmm. it, it, it's like disgusting dude um but um the, back to what i was saying bill gates owns large amounts of equities in the pharmaceutical industry and that's we all know that right and mm-hmm. then everything that you hear on like corporate media None of it is designed to make you feel good do you notice that it's always designed to make you feel fearful and anxious
1: mm-hmm.
2: right and they're, they're they're telling you not to see people they're telling couples not to conceive they're telling um, they're, they're basically saying social distancing and they're telling you to avoid other humans and if when you avoid humans for too long and you stay home in your house for too long, your mental health will deteriorate and when your mental health deteriorates what do you need?
0: What I'm sorry, you, what you, your need medication, medication. Yeah, you need
2: medication, right? And who mm-hmm. benefits from you needing medication? Bill Gates, big pharma, but yeah, Bill big Gates, yeah, yeah, big pharma benefits, and and um, also the people who own large amounts of equities and stakes in, in big pharma, right? So, the more you listen to like corporate m- news media and the more you get like brainwashed by them because you should listen to it to a, to a point, you should still listen to it and mm-hmm. understand like. You shouldn't be having large gatherings and going to house parties and doing this stuff or going to bars or concerts or going to church right now. Like you're an idiot to yeah. do that, right? Like that that's – I'm not mm-hmm. telling people it. you should not do that. It's a horrible idea. But if you spend too much time in your house cooped up listening to corporate media, you are going to develop some serious mental illnesses or some me- real mental issues that you're going to need that are probably going to um, be, be alleviated through pharmaceutical um, – substances right mm-hmm. and you're putting money in bill gates's pocket the more you watch corporate news media and the more depressed and anxious you get which you will because this is there's nothing good on corporate media right now as you can see mm-hmm. you know um you're getting you're gonna either experience or add to or it's gonna add to like the mental and emotional problems that you have and then you, the people who own large stakes in the pharmaco industry and the pharmaco industry themselves are going to make lots of money off of your suffering. So that that's, um, that's a takeaway that nobody's even talking about. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
2: And there's something else I wanted to talk about too. Um, Oh yeah. And about about Donald Trump too. And everyone's talking about how Donald Trump really bungled this response and, and, you know, his administration and his administration's negligence kind of causes pandemic. And, there is some truth to that because they had playbooks and, and all that stuff about how to deal with the pandemic and what to do and how to stop, how to kind of regulate all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But here's why it's not fully Trump's fault, right? Or why Trump is getting blamed too much. And so, A, we know about China. China, the the negligent, the the deliberate negligence of the Chinese government and the authoritarian measures taken by China are the reason why this disease is even in effect to begin with. And mm-hmm. then... um. This virus has decimated Italy. It's decimating the UK. It's decimating Spain. There, you know, there are a lot of European countries going to fucking destroy Australia. A lot of countries are getting fucked as a result of this virus, Um, Mm -hmm. and nobody is casting any blame on their on the prime ministers or the leadership. When a larger portion of them, from a percentage standpoint, they have a higher percentage of people who are infected and who die from this disease. Than the United States will, right? There are countries who are going to literally really get destroyed from this virus, and none of their their leaders are being held accountable for it at all. Um, I think this.
0: If, I think this. This is case in point. You talked about the victim mentality.
2: Yeah. Um, look, so on, basically, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Though. Let me finish. Sure, um, sure, sorry, sure. I didn't mean to interrupt. But like, um, and then also, um, you have you had a mayor in Italy who talked about sending police officers with flamethrowers to bust gatherings Mm -hmm. and nobody like batted an eyelash Vox wrote about it like it was funny but he was but it wasn't funny he was serious like he's Mm -hmm. like i was talking about giving flamethrowers to cops when i was uh, running for mayor and it was obviously like a troll and a joke right and Mm -hmm. this guy was doing it for real and nobody bats an eyelash could you imagine what happened if donald trump um said that he wanted to send police officers with flamethrowers to enforce quarantining (laughs) i mean what could, oh, could you man. imagine that just imagine that man like what kind of uproar it would be that's why it's like it's so hypocritical but you know mm-hmm. anyway you got a president who's like letting the states make their own decisions right okay. who wants to get the country back to work within a reasonable time frame uh who's trying to offer up an optimistic forecast about how we're going to get through this and then people are criticizing him for doing that and calling him a fascist when you haven't Italian leaders, right? Leaders in Italy, like government leaders in Italy talking about giving cops flamethrowers to disrupt gatherings. And nobody's saying anything. It, it's the hypocrisy is mind boggling. And then when you talk about the US having the highest number of COVID cases, guess which state in the United States has more than half of those cases? Uh, New York. New York. Who's the governor? Uh Cu- Cuomo. Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo. Cool. Nobody's saying anything bad about him. Your state has half of the cases in the in the entire country. What did you do to help minimize the spread in your state? Mm-hmm. You knew about this stuff too. It didn't become an epidemic before Italy or before any of these European countries. Most of these cases are in your state. What did you do to stop it? You didn't do anything. But all of a sudden, you're looked at as like you're you're look you're being looked at like you're a hero and you're um a, a model leader when. Half the cases are in your state, and nobody's even acknowledging that or even talking about that. So it's mm-hmm. just – it's like anybody with a brain understands that, like, Trump is just getting a bad – he's getting a really bad rap as a result of this. And this is this is the truth, and, and I'm speaking out about this, and I know that there, there are going to be people who probably like me as a – when I was running for mayor and voted for me and, like, were my friends and whatnot, and they might not be my friends anymore because I'm really, like – speaking out about this and I'm starting to see a lot of the bullshit that's going on with this. And I'm going to be very vocal about it. Like this is, this virus is the new nine 11.
0: Yeah. I think the important part to tell you uh, to reassure what you're saying is that, you know, it's not like you're not, you're, you're advocating for no more fun. You know um, I definitely don't think that's the case, but there are these issues of people talking about the victim mentality are people feeling the victim mentality and making excuses for the for their leadership and authority and then the leadership and authority pl- passing the blame on to onto oh, I didn't have enough I didn't do this or I did they said this or he said she said behavior
2: yeah it's it's bad and you've also seen videos about um news reporters and comedians saying that we need to crash the economy to get rid of Trump and then all of a sudden the economy's crashing in an election year it just seems like a little too coincidental you know
0: yeah, it does think. And, um, and, and, and
2: the crisis also started really exacerbating itself right when Joe Biden um, kind of all but secured the nomination, right? Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't it wasn't – the crisis wasn't that big or it wasn't as magnified up until Joe Biden secured this nomination. Remember, mm-hmm. it was just a foreign thing. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden is pretty much the nominee barring some mm-hmm. miracle. And oh, man. Now we got a real crisis on our hand. We got a really this economy is about to shut down. But nobody was people were barely talking about it. All of a sudden, right when Joe Biden gets the nomination, now this is a big issue. And then right before Super Tuesday, three or four different candidates dropped out at the same time and endorsed Joe Biden. It's mm-hmm. all of this seems very tricky, and I think that this has this has to do with. Um, I'm not saying that it was caused to get rid of Trump, but I think that. This is being used and weaponized as a way to get rid of Trump, and they're seeing that. And it's not just enough enough to get rid of Trump; it's about um, putting in a Manchurian candidate. And Bernie Sanders would not be a Manchurian candidate. That's why this was not like this mm-hmm. wasn't super overhyped. But now you got a Manchurian candidate as the Democratic frontrunner, who's not even mm-hmm. campaigning, who's barely even anywhere to be seen. True, and can't even answer questions about how he's going to help solve and address the crisis. There is a lot of very bad nefarious stuff going on, and I think that um, we have think no. Choice it,
0: in- Do you think that it's potentially that, um, at, at those higher higher uh, socioeconomic classes, they're so bored that they have to create a big bat, bigger batter boogeyman.
2: No, I think that the people in these classes. Uh, want to create one world government and consolidate power amongst themselves, and there are different fractions mm. and different groups and different societies that want the power. And the reason that we haven't achieved that one world government yet is because the these different organizations are not able to agree with themselves.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I I, I think, I, and I want to I want to give you more opportunity to to, to talk about. But imagine and-
2: how bad these lockdown procedures would be if we didn't have guns. Like imagine how much more our rights would be infringed upon. I'm mad at that, dude. It's like in China, they bolt the door shut. In Italy, you need permission from police to go anywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. we have a large population of people with automatic weapons and semi automatic weapons. um, And they're already angry. Like, and our government knows that. And and we shouldn't revolt or do anything like that, right? I'm not advocating for that. I I think that's a horrible Mm -hmm. idea. And that would destroy the US as well. But they also know that that's a real threat. And um, that's why these stay at home orders they they're issuing them but they're not very well enforced if you haven't realized that already.
0: Absolutely, and but I think that you know there's there's the the concern that the if in in God hope it doesn't happen that the Democratic Party takes over the presidency and they enforce martial law.
2: Well, they're not going to enforce martial law right away. They'll try to um pass gun control legislation first. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're going to do. There, there, there's gonna be gun. there's gonna be like strict gun control before they try to do any kind of martial law
0: well I think like I said Austin a lot of the military uh, industrial complex has been moved to Austin at least the intelligence community within the, yeah. the military
2: yeah that's true the like Camp Mabry and all that stuff yeah
0: yeah so the I think that you know to, to, to sum this all up what um what do you think Austinites should should do to to kind of keep their keep a good perspective? I mean, obviously the the mainstream media is scripting. They call it scripting uh, in, on Twitch, or they call it uh, they call it a couple of different things on different platforms. You know, the narrative of 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 their content. Um, you know, if you think back to the the beginning of these uh, of the Democratic Uh, campaigns like the mainstream media put everything all the debates behind a, a significant paywall and it almost seemed as though it was all staged you know some videos you saw warren wearing this shirt and you saw her wearing a different shirt in another uh video and who knows how you know how live it is you know i i'm i'm an advocate of on record on live you know um Online, I'm all, I'm all about that. You know, I don't know, um, man.
2: I, I, I think that it's very um obvious who she is and who she speaks for when she refused to endorse Bernie Sanders. Yeah. She never even endorsed him at all. She actually never gave an endorsement. And then people were saying, Oh, yeah, you don't owe, and everyone would say, Oh, yeah, you don't owe Bernie anything, Liz. You, you be yourself and be your own woman. But then people mm-hmm. are angry at Bernie for staying in the race. I'm like, Well, what about where's the hypocrisy in that, dude? Come on.
0: Well, I was really shocked that, um, that Tulsi Gabbard didn't uh, endorse. She tried to Bernie Sanders.
2: rejected her endorsement. Mm. I heard. Yeah. Sanders actually rejected that endorsement. So that's why.
0: So what would be the reason to endorse Joe Biden? There had to have been, a, there had to have been some money exchanged. Probably, some but sort of... I
2: think maybe she just has to endorse somebody and she's still in, in the party and still a Democrat. So she's just like, well, I'm endorsing Joe.
0: Right. Okay. I mean, that's where our system is fucked. Is that you know that you have they make these kind of, <laughs> you know, that's what I that's where I'm I'm lost. I I cannot let I cannot just you know keel over to to idiocracy. That's just not what I I stand by. For me, you know, I, I, there has to be reason and purpose behind things. I mean, obviously for fun we can all just do whatever, but for se- all in all serious nature, I don't think that you know you or I should go go without a meal uh, at any point in time or without the ability to communicate or without the ability to educate ourselves. You know, those systems need to stay kind of uh, established and going.
2: Um, Dude, I, I fully agree with you, man.
0: And I think that, you know, these people who are just endorsed random-ass people uh, that are looking to, to bring that those systems down, uh, it, 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 it's just... It just—it baffles me why why we're we're even having a conversation about that. You, you know? remember
2: everybody? Um, remember when everybody um endorsed Beto O'Rourke? Remember remember when right. everybody used to love Beto and Beto dude, was not like anti-establishment and punk rock and I'm like, dude, you are the fakest punk rocker ever. You're like, yeah, yeah man, you're so anti-establishment. You endorse Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous, and and you know what the, the I the the experience for me that Better O'Rourke kind of went sour on me is on on you know on Fourth of July, man, on on the day of Independence, you know he goes on to 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 Lily Nelson's picnic and and it has does a speech about how Mexico should uprise against the United States of America. I did
2: not, I did not see that at all, but he was
0: just advocating for so many, so much about undocumented people coming into the United States and, uh, and not abiding by, you know, the nation's uh, the nation's rules or, or regulations and that the, the Mexican people should revolt against the Texas, you know, establishment it was just a bunch of you know a bunch of very frustrating things to hear on the fourth of july of all days and uh, and with someone like willie nelson i mean obviously willie nelson for what, whatever you know for whatever he he believes in it is well the irs is.
2: seized like a whole bunch of his shit too so i mean i don't think willie nelson really cares
0: <laughs> true <laughs> um
2: i don't think willie gives a shit at all my two cents
0: yeah, for the, go- the at least for the mainstream government, um, that that makes sense. He 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 may have some resentment, um, and I can I can definitely understand that, especially with all the policy changes towards uh, you know psilocybin, um, THC, uh, narcotics, and o- Oakland's basically legalized everything.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a good thing. I think that's what we should do.
0: Yeah, I I think that Austin is behind on that. I think Austin is definitely behind on that.
2: It's fine. If we're behind, if we get too caught up ahead, we'll just, it'll be even more gentrified than it already is.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true because that's what we, we, I, I I saw that happening in Denver. Yeah.
2: Uh, We'd be, we'd be way more um, gentrified than, and and me and my girl went there for our anniversary. Denver's Mm -hmm. kind of a shithole, dude. Boulder was, Boulder was amazing, but Denver was a shithole. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think it's better to keep it the way it is, and then the cops just don't arrest you for it. They're just like, yeah, it's illegal, right. but only. I think that's that way to do it, the gentrification stuff that happens.
0: Yeah. Well, before I lose you, Alex,
2: or you, said... or you just federally make everything legal, which I think I support as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But Alex, um, I'm, we're losing connection with you. Um, do you want to say? Uh, do you want to promote your channels? Promote your show, Real, uh, Real American yeah. News, and um, and then, yeah. Uh, so if, if you want, go check us go. out
2: on Instagram, Real American News Network. It's it's a for fun fake news program. It's kind of like SNL. Uh, it's kind of like SNL meets like Alex Jones, sort of thing. And it's it's a good time. We're having a lot of fun doing it. We're abiding by. All social distancing protocols, of course, you know, really trying to uh, stop the spread and flatten the curve, tell you guys what's really going on right now. But, yeah, we're on Instagram at Real American News Network. Um, We're going to have a Twitter page soon, so I don't know if you could um, plug that here, but Twitter's going to be Real American News Network, and then our YouTube channel is Real American News Network. So all of those, Real American News Network, look at it on every social media and um to keep this to keep everything going just send your support venmo venmo me at alexander hyphen so alexander dash Stranger is pretty much the venmo and then we pay all our staff through those payments and that's how we keep everything going
0: uh, great and and are you going to be running for mayor again
2: dude i don't know i mean that's another couple of years but i depending on how things go i might run for council but we'll see what happens man we'll we'll see mm-hmm. what happens the the district i'm in is up for election right now so we'll okay. see. it's something i'm definitely thinking about it's really to be honest not something i want to do mm. you know what i mean like I, I do not want to be a politician or run for public office or do any of that stuff the only way and reason i'll actually follow through with this is i really feel um like my my rights and my ability to make a living are being severely infringed by what's happening
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's why i ran it first honestly um, so, unless I feel like I'm being phys- unless I feel like I'm being threatened by what the system is bringing me, yeah, I'm not going to run. So it really depends on how threatened I feel based on what's happening will determine whether or not I decide to run.
0: Well, th- yeah, I, I can. I hope that you make that, does that decision. Make, does, that make,
2: does that make sense? Like, I'm not. I don't want to run just because I feel like I should run. I want to run unless there's meaning and purpose behind it. So we'll see what happens, um, then I'll make a decision.
0: Absolutely, and I hope that you know. In the event that you do run, I'd like to you know have some some other candidates or yourself and host a panel here on uh, Austin live and local to help Austinites kind of reason or sift through some of the, the policies that they, they're interested in. But once again, thank you, Alex Stringer for coming on the show. I uh, hope to man. have you on very soon.
2: Sounds good, man. Thank it's a pleasure. All right. later. All right. Bye.
0: And that was Alex Stringer. He, uh, he's a, a outspoken individual who has uh has a lot of of a grasp on a lot of different subject matters and um you know he's able to 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 communicate those ideas and uh, I really appreciate him for coming on the show and uh, thank you guys for tuning in once again you can listen to this podcast on anchor.fm/ ALL512 or anchor.fm slash Trent Knox. Have a wonderful evening.